Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. So here we are in the month of May, and you know what that means. It's time to honor your mother. Now, of course, you should honor your mother all throughout the year, but especially in the month of May, this is her month. And I'm not talking about Mother's Day that's coming up around the corner. Uh, Although I do hope you honor your earthly mother on Mother's Day. That's a good thing to do. But I'm talking about our spiritual mother, Mary. The month of May is Mary's month in the Catholic tradition. This is a time to give special attention, to reflect on Mary, to think about our devotion to her and her importance in God's plan of salvation and how she leads us closer to Jesus. I want to talk today about practically how can I honor my spiritual mother, Mary, more in my life? But some of us might have some questions about that. Some of us might not be as comfortable. Maybe we're not sure about this. We know Mary's important, of course, but shouldn't we just be focused on Jesus? And and I'm worried that all this attention and prayer and uh, devotion to Mary might distract from my relationship with Christ. I think those are fair questions. I want to talk about that in this week's podcast. But I also know that there's others of us out there that may be feeling like, you know, I, I know we're supposed to honor Mary, but I'm just not sure how. I just need some practical guidance to to do this better, to do this more for my own life or for my family, for my children. And I want to talk about those practical ways we can honor her more. But some of us might also be wondering, well, I just, I don't really feel like I know Mary well. Like, you know, I, I again, I know she plays a crucial role in, in salvation history, but I don't really have a connection with her. I, I don't really have a relationship with her. How can I grow in that? Today, I want to look at all these questions so that we can honor our mother, not just in this month of May, but throughout our entire lives. That's what we're going to look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I am just thrilled to get in this topic of Mary. I know many of you are aware that uh, Mary's been a big part of my life, uh, certainly on an academic level. I did my doctoral dissertation on a topic related to Mary and her queenship. I ended up writing a number of articles and eventually a number of books and taught a number of graduate school classes all on Mariology, the theology of Mary, the biblical foundations for our understanding of who she was and her role in God's plan. I have to tell you that even more than all of the doctrines and the teachings and the theology about Mary, I'm so grateful that Mary has just been just a big part of my own spiritual life. And I can't say I ever sought this out in a big way. You know, I know there's some people out there that really get into Marian conferences and Marian apparitions, and they read up on everything about Mary. I I have to be honest, I wasn't like that growing up. I mean, Mary was, I knew, important. But it wasn't like I was seeking it out. I, I get the sense maybe she was seeking me, as she does all of her children. I grew up in a, a home where my mom had some kind of devotion to Mary. I can't say she prayed the rosary every day. It wasn't like that. But she had this sense that she would always want to stop by a church and pray and light a candle. And she would kneel down before a statue of Mary or an icon of Mary. And I remember as a little kid, I'd be running errands with her and she would just stop into these churches. And uh, in the midst of a busy day, she would always make a little visit to a church. And I don't remember her ever teaching me about, hey, this is the Blessed Sacrament and the Eucharist. And, you know, this is the role of Mary. It wasn't teaching by her words, but she certainly taught me very much by her example. And I think just as a kid, I, I got that connection from my mom 
leading me to my spiritual mom. And I'm very thankful for that. I also know in my own Catholic school, I shared this last week about a wonderful Catholic school I went to outside of Chicago and all the devotions, the liturgical life, the reverence that they had at this at this Catholic school and at the parish really left an impression on me. And certainly there was a lot of Marian devotion at this Catholic school. We had May crownings. They prayed the rosary before Mass every day. And as children, we would come into Mass maybe, you know, right when they're at the fourth or fifth decade of the rosary. But praying that decade was was important. I remember priests teaching me to pray a decade of the rosary every day when I was like in seventh grade, I think it was. And and I started doing that. And so it was just little things from my mom, from my pastor, from my Catholic school teachers, from a priest at confession, little ways that I started growing as a child in my devotion to Mary. And I can look back on that, and I'm very sure that 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 has blessed me in so many ways. Uh, there's a priest friend of mine that that once said this. He said, I don't know about my devotion to Mary. I don't know how good I am at my devotion to Mary, but I know she's been very devoted to me. I think I can say the same thing, is that I, I know that she kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> she, through her prayers, her intercession, uh, has guided me throughout my life. She's always been there in times of trouble. I can tell you that any time now, you know, my adult life, that I have a, a certain crisis or a certain concern or a certain trouble, some situation that's deeply troubling me. I find if I just turn it to Mary, I put it in her hands. I, I, I say a mamarari and I say, mom, you take care of this. It somehow always works out. Now, maybe it doesn't always work out the way I want it to, but that's okay because it's God's will that matters most. And But when I surrender it to her, what happens is I find my heart at a deeper peace and just a deeper trust in God's providence that he's going to take care of things. And and so I know that she's been helping me. And that's what that's what moms do. I see this with my wife, Beth, you know, and, and the little kids are really sad about something or they're really anxious and worried about something or they're angry about something that Beth will just come by their side. She'll calm them down. She'll talk to them. And then, you know, things don't always work out the way that they were wanting or hoping, but they come to terms with it. They come to a greater peace. And I know my wife has been a part as their mother of helping them really accept and to trust and to have peace. I think that's what our heavenly spiritual mother does, Mary, for all of us. And she's worthy of our honor. She's worthy of our honor. Now, I, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this because I know many people may be concerned. Like, Is this giving too much attention to Mary. I mean, all of these prayers, all of these devotions, we have all these doctrines about Mary, the Immaculate Conception, virginity, she was assumed in heaven. We have all these songs like Hail Holy Queen, Immaculate Mary, all these prayers like the Memorari, the Angelus, the Rosary, the Hail Mary. Yeah, there's all these statues and icons and stained glass windows in our churches. And we have all of these feast days about Mary. And we even have holy days of obligation. So there's, there's all these ways that the Catholic Church church is inviting us to to honor our mother but some people may be wondering is this too much attention to mary does this distract from our personal relationship with jesus what i want us to see is that everything we believe as catholics everything we do as catholics related to mary is not there for mary's sake alone no all of the marian doctrines and all the marian devotions those devotions are there for helping us to love Jesus more, to understand him more, to grow closer to him. I want to talk about this. So when we think about honoring 
our mother. I want to be clear first. So the first thing I want to get into is this, that honor is different than worship. And I know we as Catholics are good at saying we don't worship Mary. We just honor her. We venerate her. And that's a really good distinction. But we need to understand, what does that really mean? What's the difference between honor and worship? What does it mean when we say we worship God, but we only honor Mary? Well, first of all, let's understand what worship is. Worship is the homage, the praise that we give to God alone for who he is, as the divine being. The angels, as I mentioned last week's show, the angels bow down before the throne of God. They cover their faces. They sing holy, 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 right? So they're praising, worshiping God. That's given to God alone. The angels don't do that in the same way. They, they, they don't worship Mary. They honor her. They show great respect. What is honor? How is honor different from worship? So worship is something we only give to God for who he is. It's the praise and the homage we give to God as being God. But honor is when we just show respect to someone. We recognize a certain excellence in the person. We recognize the excellence of the, the role that they're in, the office that they carry. So whether it's the mayor of the town, the governor, the, the bishop, the pope, you know, something like that. You know, we, we recognize the role that they're in and we honor that office. We show respect for it. But we don't honor just people in dignified positions. We, we honor little children when they get good grades. They're on the honor roll. <laughs> uh, I have kids that have gotten good grades and they've been put on the honor roll. We're not worshiping my kids, but we're, we're honoring them for their achievement and working really hard at school. Uh, we honor people when they accomplish something, you know, maybe in the office place, somebody did extra work and they helped the company achieve a certain goal and we may honor them. We recognize them. We honor athletes. We give them gold medals. We give them Super Bowl trophies. So they're, they're recognizing a certain excellence, a certain accomplishment in their life. And what I want to highlight here, and this is really important, is from a, from a Christian perspective, when we do this, what we're ultimately doing is recognizing the great things God has accomplished in that person's life. Because whether someone is a human being in a role of authority that's worthy of honor, or a human being that's doing well in school and getting good grades and worthy of honor, or somebody that achieves something on the athletic field or in the office, in all these cases, from a Christian lens, we're realizing that God is the one ultimately helping them do this, right? Jesus says in John 15, verse 5, without me, you can do nothing. So we know from a Christian perspective that whatever good things are happening in anyone's lives that's worthy of honor, it's ultimately God behind it. God gave that person the talent, the academic ability, the skill. God gave them the drive to persevere, to, to strive for excellence, to do well. It was God's grace from beginning to end in the end, right? I think that's really important to highlight that when we honor people for the good things in their life, we're ultimately praising God. We're praising God for what God has accomplished in that student, in that athlete, in that coworker. God's the one behind it. So far from something that distracts from our relationship with God, honor is something that actually helps strengthen our relationship with God, helps us recognize God's role and his power and influence in this world all the more. So whether we're honoring people here on earth or we're honoring the saints that have gone before us, we're ultimately praising God. Because that, that's what we're doing when we honor Mary and the saints. We're recognizing the great things God has done in their lives. And we're celebrating that. You know, think, think about this. That this doesn't take away from 
the attention, the praise we should give to God. I'm blessed to lead many pilgrimages to Rome, to Israel and other places. But you know, I think about going to Rome. I mean, there's so much beautiful art. We go see the works of the Baroque artist Caravaggio or the, the Renaissance work of people like Raphael and Michelangelo. And you can go into the Vatican museums. You could be right there in the Sistine Chapel. And I love to, I always, when I lead the groups, I, I do this training ahead of time where I show them images of the Sistine Chapel, the ceiling of Michelangelo, the, the famous Last Judgment. And I, I'm going through and explaining all of the little details and so that when they go into the Sistine Chapel, they're ready, they're prepared, they're looking out for the signs and the different colors and how, how they're shaped and, and who are the different saints uh, that they're looking at. And, and, and it's awesome. Now imagine if Michelangelo were alive today and we went into the Sistine Chapel and my group is looking up at the ceiling and they're pointing at the ceiling, they're pointing at God the Father, they're pointing at Adam that's being created and they're, they're pointing at Eve and they're pointing at Noah and they're looking at the scenes of Genesis on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel and they're in awe and they're admiring how beautiful this work is. Imagine if Michelangelo were there and he saw my group just so taken in by the amazing accomplishment, his amazing masterpiece in the ceiling. Do you think he'd be upset by that? Do you think he'd get angry and say, why are they focused on my art? Oh no, they should just be focused on me. <laughs> no, Michelangelo wouldn't be upset. He wouldn't be jealous. No, no. How do you praise the artist? By recognizing his great masterpieces. I mean, imagine if somebody wanted to have a personal relationship with Michelangelo, they just said, you know, I just want a personal relationship with you, Michelangelo. I, and then Michelangelo says, oh, okay, let me tell you about my life. And this is some of the things I've sculpted, like the Pieta over here. Here's one of my pieces of art in the Sistine Chapel. And imagine if the, the person just kept saying, no, no, Michelangelo, I don't want to see your art. I don't have anything to do with your art. Stop showing me your sculptures, your paintings, your fresco. I don't want to see any of these things. I just want a relationship with you. How's that relationship going to go? Who is Michelangelo? He's an artist. That's what he does. It's part of who he is. And he, and he wants to share his masterpieces with this person that wants to be friends with him. They're not going to have a deep friendship if they can't appreciate the masterpieces, the art of the artist. God is the divine artist, and his masterpieces are the saints. And so we praise God all the more. We go in deeper friendship with him when we honor and recognize the great saints and, and especially Mary. You know, think about this. The Bible is very comfortable with praising God for his works of creation. I think about Psalm 104. Psalm 104 praises God for the sun, for the moon, for the mountains, for the seas. So the Bible is comfortable praising God for his natural works of creation. How much more so? We should praise God for his supernatural works of creation, taking human beings and transforming them with his grace. That is much more magnificent than any beautiful sunset, than the tallest mountain peaks, than the depths of the ocean, than the stars of the Milky Way galaxy. And those are amazing. But taking a soul, a human soul, and transforming it in God's grace that's the greatest masterpiece. And so we show God more praise when we recognize his accomplishments in Mary and all the saints. Now let's go practical here though. How do we, how do we actually honor Mary? What do I do if I want to, you know, try to honor him more? I think it's important just to remember that this is an important part of our relationship with God. If I want to have a close relationship with God, 
I need to have a close relationship with Mary. And Mary is our spiritual mother. Jesus gives Mary to us as a spiritual mother. Before he dies, he says, behold your mother. And he says that to the beloved disciple who represents all faithful disciples, all of us. And so by the fourth commandment, we're bound to honor not just our earthly mothers, but our spiritual mother, Mary, as well. We want to imitate Jesus. That's what the Christian life is all about, right? Imitating Jesus. Don't you want to imitate Jesus to love like he loves? Well, he loved his mother. He honored his mother. He lived the fourth commandment. So let's imitate Jesus and honor her as well. But how? How do we do that? How do I know I'm living my relationship with Mary the way I should? You know, I think one thing we can do, first of all, is we want to try to learn more about her. If you feel like, you know, you know Mary and you know she's there and you might say some prayers, but you don't have as close of a connection with her, or maybe you just want a deeper, you you actually do have a connection with her. You just want to deepen the friendship with her. Learn more about her. I think about things you could do. You could go read the scriptures. We'll put these in the show notes, but some biblical passages, so powerful here, Luke chapter one and two. Luke chapter one and two are the infancy narratives of Luke and Mary features very prominently in, in, in almost all those stories, especially starting in Luke chapter one, verse 26 at the Annunciation. You can start there and finish all the way to chapter two and you will learn a lot about Mary. Don't just read it, but maybe take those scenes to prayer. Think about who she was, what she was going through, what it was like when the angel came to her. Try to just get to know her better. Or John chapter two, verses one through 11 at Cana. John chapter 19, verses 25 and following, when Mary's there at the cross. Revelation 12, Mary being crowned as queen of heaven and earth in heaven. So these are great passages that you can turn to use the word of God and meditate on those scenes, reflect on her life. Imagine what she was going through, what was going on in her heart. How was she responding to God's working in her life? How did she say yes over and over again? This is a great way to honor her is just spending time with her, getting to know her better. I know we, we honor people when, they, when we take time to get to know them. We ask questions. We talk to them. We listen to them. That's a great way of honoring them. Do you do that with Mary? I, w- I want to recommend one resource here uh, that I, I've written a book, many books on Mary, but the one I want to draw your attention to is a book called Walking with Mary, A Biblical Journey from Nazareth to the Cross. This is a book I wrote a number of years ago, but it's not a book about the doctrines and apologetics and, and the theology of Mary. No, no. It's more just about getting to know her. It's about just getting to know her heart, getting to know the humanness of Mary. Sometimes we might know the doctrines and we know all of the feast days and the hymns, but do we really know the human Mary? Like, like in other words, the she was given unique graces and all these incredible revelations and unique privileges, but she was still one of us. She was still human. Do you know that human dimension of Mary? Do you know what St. John Paul II called this? He called this the Mary's interior pilgrimage of faith. Do you know what was going on in her interior life, in her heart? Do you know that she experienced many things like you do? She experienced moments of trial and suffering, moments when she was greatly troubled, the Bible tells us, and the angel has to say to her, do not be afraid. Do you have moments like that when you feel greatly troubled? Mary was right there. How did she respond? Do you have moments when things aren't clear? You have to discern God's will. You're not sure where God is in the midst of what's happening in your life right now. Mary went through moments like that. How did she respond? We should get to know her heart better. So read the scriptures, learn about her from from the word of God. But the book that I wrote, Walking with Mary, unpacks 
that human dimension of Our Lady. I can tell you that over the years, I've had many different Protestant ministers contact me telling me that they've used this book as Bible study in their Protestant congregations. They've said things like, you know, we've pushed Mary too far away as Protestants. You've helped us to see that she's a great hero from Scripture, someone we can learn from, someone we can imitate. So if you want to get to know Mary's heart better, read the Scriptures. You could check out my book, Walking with Mary. That could be a helpful resource. But I want to talk about other things we can do in this month of May to kind of deepen our friendship with Mary. And again, these are things I hope we would carry forward throughout the year. But in addition to just taking time to learn more about her, do we pray? Do we say various Marian prayers? It could be as simple as I'm going to say a Hail Mary every day. Maybe some of you already pray the rosary. That's awesome. Keep praying that. Maybe you've never prayed the rosary before, but maybe you could just do one decade of the rosary each day. I always like to say, do you have two and a half minutes you can give to God? Just two and a half minutes. It's powerful to just take that time. You could do it in the car. You could do it while folding laundry. You could do it while going on the walk. You can just pray one decade of the rosary. That's all it takes. One Our Father, 10 Hail Marys, and a glory be. It's a beautiful thing to do to incorporate the rosary in your daily life. Even if it's just one decade, you're starting to build that relationship more. There's other beautiful Marian prayers. We'll put some of these in the show notes. So there's the Hail Mary, there's the Memorari, there's the Hail Holy Queen prayer. These are beautiful prayers that we can recite in our daily lives. I'm going to suggest two more things. Maybe you could get like a a certain image of Mary. You can go online and buy an icon or a print that of a famous picture of Mary and have it in your house, have it framed. That's a beautiful thing. Maybe you can get a, a statue, a Marian statue. Uh, And you could put it in your house. You could put it by your bedside. You could put it in your backyard. It was interesting. My wife, she's leading a retreat this weekend. And um, in our bedroom, we have a a little mantle. And there's on the mantle on the right-hand side, there's a statue of Joseph. On the left-hand side, there's a statue of Mary. And last night, as I was in bed getting ready to fall asleep, all of a sudden I looked up and I noticed the Mary statue wasn't there. It felt like a big imbalance. Every night I'm used to seeing Mary and Joseph before I fall asleep. (laughs) Just a reminder of the close friends God has given us. St. Joseph, our spiritual father in a sense, but certainly Mary is clearly our spiritual mother. She's amazing. And and she wasn't there. And I I felt like out of place. I said, whoa, what happened? She says, oh, I'm taking up the Mary statue on the retreat because all the team leaders are bringing different religious items to try to have a sacred space that they can use during this retreat that, that she's leading. Here's another funny thing I'll tell you about this. In my backyard, we have a, a Mary statue, beautiful Mary statue that was bequeathed to us by my wife's grandfather. My wife's grandfather had this statue at his house. And when he passed away over 10 years ago, uh, that statue came to us. And it's been in our backyard. And, you know, it's uh, it's nice to have a, a Mary statue, even in the backyard. You know, we see while we're playing soccer in the backyard. Well, we've had some big wind in Denver recently. And the... Uh, uh, the fence between where, where the Mary statue was kind of leaning up against, that fence is starting to fall. And so my son, Luke, he went out there to rescue the Mary statue so that Mary wouldn't fall over uh, when the fence might fall down. So right now, our Mary statue is laying flat on the grass right now until we can repair the fence and get it up. So I, I like to joke that, you know, we're celebrating the dormition of Mary. Mary is down there sleeping. She's laying down in the grass right now instead of being upright. But, you know, one one last thing I'll share with you 
that you could do this a great thing and you could do this very simply. doesn't have to be a big complicated thing, but you can do a May crowning. Have you ever done a May crowning either just on your own or if you have a family and you've got children, have you ever done that at home? I mean, I grew up doing this at our, at our local parish. Uh, I know many parishes do this, many Catholic schools do this, but you can do this right in your own home. Just simply get some flowers that you can give to Mary and maybe don't, don't even have, if you're a guy and you're not good at decoration and things like this, you could just buy a rose and put it by Mary's statue. That, that would be an amazing thing. You could go to your local church and do that. There'd be just a little expression of your love for Mary is to go maybe bring some flowers, put it by a Mary statue at your church. That would be great. But if you have a Mary statue at your home, you could do a little May crowning. And you can go online and look for, you know, Mary May crownings. There'll be like a little some prayers you can say. And maybe you just sing a Mary Marian song like the Hail Holy Queen or Salve Regina. And which you could just, just have a little wreath of, of flowers, if you will, and you put it right on Mary's head to crown her. It's a great way of just expressing externally our devotion to her, our love for her, our appreciation for her. It's one very simple way that we can honor our mother because that's what we're supposed to do in this month of may to honor our mother thanks so much for listening my friends i hope this has been helpful here again if you want to learn more about your mother mary just to get to know her humanness to get to know some of the key moments in her life when god was inviting her to trust more to surrender more to love more to serve more to really see what was happening in that interior pilgrimage of faith you can check out the book I wrote on this topic called Walking with Mary, A Biblical Journey from Nazareth to the Cross. And we'll put all that information in the show notes. And if you haven't gotten the show notes, if you have not yet subscribed, it's all for free. We give a little detailed outlines. We'll give you extra quotes there, extra resources we point to. You can get that by simply typing into your phone, all things Catholic, and text it to 33777. So all one word, all things Catholic to 33777. So once again, all things Catholic, all one word, type that into 33777 and you'll get the show notes in your inbox each week. Thanks so much and God bless.